0: Hello. So I scrapped the original episode because I just had like, this was just what was on my heart to share. You know, it's funny. I've actually talked to like a lot of people about this, but there was a period of time in my business where like my brag was like how far ahead I was on content. I would be months ahead on Instagram, on podcasts, et cetera. And then 2020 happened and that just felt impossible to do because everything was always happening and changing so quickly. How could you even know what would be relevant a month out? And really since then, I haven't been someone who works very far ahead on content. And I think some people would like, look at that and think that that was strange or weird or, you know, not, um, savvy. (laughs) Um, but for me, there's so much magic that happens every day, every week in my business, that sometimes if I work too far ahead, it feels like, I'm missing out on the things that are really important. So I had a podcast prepared for this week just in preparation, knowing there was, you know, the retreat last week and everything. Um, and when push came to shove, I was like, wait, this isn't it. I have, I have something different to share. So anyway, here we are. This is post-retreat, which I have so much to share about that. This is also post-engagement, if you didn't see that on Instagram. That also happened last week, which was so exciting. And I'm just, I'm really in this place of writing This high of this whole quarter, you've heard me say this since the beginning of October, Q4 is always such magic. Um, It's proven to be true once again. And I really want to dive into this week's podcast just to talk about what I see really happening in our space, um, some trends, some predictions, and just some of my own intentions as we move into the end of this year and the beginning of next Of course, these things are just my opinion. You can disagree, take what feels good, leave the rest, but I hope that this is a fun, reflective episode for you. Welcome to Spacious, the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons perspective shifts coaching and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business i'm so glad you're here okay so let's talk about just some big trends there's like a million things that we could say here Um, but I, you know, don't want to make this a four hour long podcast. (laughs) Um, one trend I think that you're going to see, and this is like oddly specific because this is what I talk about too, right? Um, you're going to continue to see people talking a lot more about capacity and regulation and emotional intelligence and resilience. And obviously, you know, that I talk about that. Um, a big part of that was the shift with this podcast, the work I'm doing with my private clients. Um, but I do really predict that this conversation is going to blow up and become kind of, in a way, like the new like law of attraction. <laughs> like if you were around in this space in like 2016, 2017, even 2018, like people just really leaning into law of attraction and manifestation and like really just that becoming such a huge kind of conversation. I I see this going in that same way, which ultimately I do believe is good. I think these are helpful conversations, important conversations to be having, but I say this with a little bit of a disclaimer because I want you to remember that it is trendy to talk about it, or it will become more trendy probably to talk about it. And that, um, maybe not everyone is talking about it in a way that is the most helpful to you. And I really want you to get in the habit, and this goes for anything, right, of practicing discernment, practicing taking on things that feel good for you, practicing really trusting yourself above, you know, an Instagram graphic. <laughs> um, for example, in the conversation around regulation, one already miscommunication that I see a lot of um, is this idea that if if I'm dysregulated, the opposite of that must mean that I'm regulated. And regulated must mean that I feel very like zen and like chill and like unreactive and that it's like a goal to get to that space. And that is just not true. Um, and for me, it feels almost like, like personal. Like I really want to be like, no, not that. Because if you've been around, you know, my story, like there was a period of time when, when I really got into, um, NLP and part of that being kind of manifestation law of attraction. And I got into this idea of like controlling my emotions and, really did more harm than good, um, in my own personal journey. And I see this potentially having that same risk where people will, will hear this information, you know, have this idea of what it means to be regulated and demand of themselves that they always feel calm and that they always feel zened out and that they never get reactive. They never have, you know, a big rush of emotions. Um, they never feel heightened emotions and that, That they could even take it so far as to beat themselves up or think they're doing something wrong if they do have a reaction, if something does make them mad, if something does make them angry, if something does make them upset. Um, And that would just be harmful. That would not be helpful. So what I would love to offer you instead, if you're exploring this and hearing more about this and curious about this, is that the real goal is that you feel resourced. That's like the word that I feel like is is the most powerful word that I can find to use there that you feel resourced. It's not that you don't get angry. It's not that you don't get sad. It's that you feel resourced in those spaces that you have the ability to understand what's happening, to feel what's happening, to move through what's happening, to lean on support systems and tools and practices when these things are happening and to not feel that that emotion is, um, driving the car, but rather a passenger, you know, Um, so like for me, I generally am quite a calm person. It is, it's pretty hard to get a reaction out of me unless you, um, I mean the things that get reactions out of me mostly are like if you were to uh, somehow like threaten me or a loved one, I do get very defensive or and my clients know this. If somebody, um, you know, is rude or mean or unkind towards someone that I love, um, I I do have very strong loyalty is one of my highest core values and I do have I do get upset about that. Um, but not upset in a way where I'm actually going to do anything. But I notice in my body that I that is that does cause a reaction in me. If someone were to say something mean or harmful about anybody that I care about, or, you know, threaten them, of course. Um, that does cause a reaction in me. But the thing is, I have the tools and the wherewithal and the bandwidth and the capacity to have that reaction and to not Act from that, to not do anything with it, to not lash out, to not attack first, to not, um, you know, put my foot in my mouth or say something mean or whatever. I have the ability to say, oh, this feels, you know, I feel angry. I feel defensive. I feel like something me and mine are being threatened. Interesting. Are we really in danger? Is that really necessary here? Typically, no. And I can move through that, Right. So like, I guess I, was a, I, went, I went really far down that example. <laughs> um, but what I mean is like, it's not that I don't get angry. It's not that I don't get upset. It's not that I don't have emotions. It's not that you have to be this robot, zened out, blissed out, super chill, super calm, like just like rolling with the punches. Cool girl. It's the opposite. It's that you are so able to be with yourself with within any experience and that you don't take that as the capital T truth and move from there. So I see a trend of that conversation and it feels important to me to, to help be a part of that conversation in a helpful way and to help you understand what maybe isn't helpful, um, in some of the information I've already seen been put out there. Okay. Wow. This is already going to be a long podcast. I can tell, <laughs> uh, let's move into a prediction. So a prediction I have, um, a prediction I have is that I really do think at this point of the online business space of the natural maturation of any sort of community or industry that it really is more important than ever and will continue to be more important than ever that you step into thought leadership era. Um, I know that that can feel really scary for a lot of people um, because thought leadership can be associated with being really dramatic or polarizing or, you know, intense. Um, That is not true. There is a way to be a thought leader that doesn't necessarily mean the sassy snappy, you know, posts that you see on Instagram, if that is your voice and that works for you, like, that's great. Y'all know I tap into some sass sometimes because that is who I am as a person. And that does represent, you know, a lot of how I communicate, but it does not have to be like that. You do not have to, um, cause drama, stir things up to be a thought leader. That's two unrelated ideas that some people have, um, used in tandem, but are not actually, uh, what's the word here? Like, dependent of each other. Um but you do have to stand for something. You have a movement that you're leading. You have something you believe in, something you stand for, something you represent um with your company and it now more than ever it is time for you to really own that. It is no longer enough to just be a coach or to just be a designer or to just be a copywriter. Um you're you're doing something bigger than that. And it doesn't have to be that you're changing the world and that you're, you know, curing cancer or solving world hunger or anything like that. Um, but there is something that you're leading. There is an idea that you have a a community, a, a movement that you represent. Um, and it's important. It's really important to tap into that. Um, I guess in a way, this is kind of like a conversation about niching. And I know that there's always going to be opinions on like, whether you niche or not. Um, and I've always seen niching as as uh as taken at face value and um in an unhelpful way. Um because at the end of the day, this is always what it's meant to niche. It's always meant that you would be in your group and your crowd of people waving your flag and saying, Hey, this is what we're doing over here if you want to do this. Um, this is something that with the East Mastermind we talk a lot about and is going to be um even more highlighted and emphasized in our next cohort in our next round with the updates that are coming to that group in 2024, which I'm just so excited about. Um, there's only a few spots open for that. If you want to join the East mastermind, if you are ready to step into your thought leadership era, I highly recommend you be ready to step into your thought leadership era. The ease mastermind can be a great supportive place for you to do that in a way that feels really good and really comfortable for you. Um, so i would invite you to join that. You can always dm me on Instagram, but that's what's happening. That's that's a, a strong prediction. I feel really confident in that prediction and I'm excited for that because we need more leaders in this space. We need more people who are out there really trying to impact their communities and their industries and you know, the world around it. You've you've probably heard me say this before. I talk about this actually a lot. One of my favorite concepts from Human Design is just how change really happens, and it, and it speaks to you know the individual changing and mutating. It, used the words, it uses the word mutating, which is so weird, and I love it. Um, but mutating, and then you know a group of individuals mutating is a community, and the you know they use the word tribe in, in Human Design. I like I prefer community, um, but the community mutating. And eventually that impacting the collective and the world changing. And so I'm not saying you need to consider yourself a world changer. If you do, that's awesome. I love that for you. I love that for the world. Um, But you can really think, I I am stepping into this. I am standing behind this. I, the individual here, is mutating. And of course, that means that there's going to be a community around me that mutates too. And what happens after that is kind of out of our control, but it gets to probably impact the bigger collective, which is so cool. Um, another predict, another prediction, um, is that I, I, alongside this thought leadership is that people are going to continue to show up more and more and more as personal brands. Personal branding is going to become even more important, um, and, and kind of necessary and a part of the online business landscape, I think in the new year, um, and on, you know, for me personally, some of my most popular content this year has been, when I share things that don't on on surface level have really much to do with my business. For example, I asked a question about skincare a few weeks ago and I blew up, you know, people were so excited to share their advice or recommendations or products that they love. And I know again, like this is another prediction that can feel really scary. If you're someone who feels like you want to be a little bit more behind the scenes that you maybe are introverted or, or shy or whatever that might be. And just that reminder that you can be a personal brand. You can stand for something. You can lead a movement. You can be a thought leader without having to share your whole life, without having to share every single detail of every single day. If you want to do that, that's cool. But even the people that you look at, I'll use myself for an example. Um, I share a lot on the internet. There's a whole lot about me on the internet. If you followed me for a while, you might feel like you really know every everything about me. And you do know a lot about me, but you don't know everything about me. There are things that I have never and would never share on the internet. And that's fine. That's my prerogative. That doesn't detract from the intimacy that we've created and um, the connections that we've created. But there are things that I share and there's things that I don't, and that's fine. And you get to do that too. And that I, I guarantee you, if there's any person that you look to on the internet that you're like, yeah, but that person is sharing everything. Well, I shouldn't say I guarantee you, I'll, I'll guarantee you in the online business space. Cause I think like influencers are like another, another game, <laughs> but in the online business space, people who are business owners, CEOs first, I guarantee you that there are things that they're, that do not come into their business that do not come into their social media presence. Um, and they're still successful and they're still crushing it. And they're still seen as a thought leader and they're still seen as a personal brand and they're still, you know, creating in depth, um, really just, you know, powerful connections and relationships with people. And so you get to have that too. You get to decide what to share, what not to share, what's relevant, what's not relevant. Something that I've been sharing more about this year is just like products and things that support me, practices, brands, et cetera, that I use. Like I've shared um, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and I'll share it again. Now I've been using a product called magic mind as part of like my morning routine. It's like a little shot that I take. And it's been just really helpful with me as someone who. Generally tends to be more anxious and <laughs> generally tends to drink a lot of coffee because she likes coffee, um, but not the like jittery side effects. Um, Magic Mind has been a great addition to my morning routine to help me have that like sustainable energy and not feel kind of the jittery effects of coffee. They sponsored our retreat too, which was just such a fun way to work with a brand. Um, Magic Mind has a ton of benefits. A big one that I really like that really stands out to me when I'm. When I'm using it is just how it helps me really be creative and kind of tap into that flow state. Um, the the actual language, like what's actually in the product that helps you do that are are new tropics. And that's like got this unique kind of magical ability to help you be both like really focused but also really relaxed at the same time. And so anyway, Magic Mind is something that I've been really enjoying. If you want to try it for yourself, it's actually available at Sprouts Farmers Markets, which I know are um, you know, all over the country. So if you have one of those nearby, you can go try a few bottles. And then, you know, if you like it and you want a subscription, I can help you out with that. Um, I'll put all the links below, but it's magicmind.com slash spacious podcast. And then my code is spacious 20, and that will help you get up to 50% off of your subscription. So I'll do more conversations about trends and predictions, but I want to switch now into talking a little bit about intentions and there are more that I'm going to share here. Um, there'll have to be a whole podcast about my, you know, my long list of intentions, but these are the ones that are feeling kind of most top of mind right now. So one intention that I'm holding is, you know, for my company to continue to put service above everything else, like at the forefront, the truth is like, when I look at it, when I think about it, when I show up and I do my work really well, like I serve my clients and I serve my audience really well. And that means I'm taking care of myself that I can do that really well, right? Like those two things are are kind of working together. Um and when I stop obsessing over, you know, algorithms and saying the right thing and getting these sales numbers or whatever, that's when my business does its best. That's when it works the best. And I think it's so easy to forget that and get caught up in like all of these things that don't matter and to operate from pressure. And it's like, what I would, what I would ask of you is to check in, to look at when your business has felt the best and performed the best. And if you're not tracking these sorts of things, I highly recommend you start tracking these sorts of things. It can be as simple as a weekly or monthly check-in. I think, you know, more often is better because during a month, you're going to feel every emotion under the sun, (laughs) but like daily or weekly kind of check-in simple tracking of like, here's how I ultimately felt today. And here's how the business like felt today, or here's like how the business performed today um it will be really interesting for you to see that i'm guessing i'm i'm i want to say i'm guaranteeing that when you are feeling your best when you're feeling like i am doing work that really matters i'm really helping people and i'm taking care of myself i bet the numbers match that i bet that the algorithm stops mattering so much and your bank account keeps rising it's just a fun little quinky dink, but it's really powerful to, to remember and to stay, you know, intentional about. Um, so that's definitely something that I'm, I'm carrying into the new year. Um, another one is for me, it, this has started this year, but I'm just going to keep leaning into it even more is like really practicing, expanding my capacity to hold, um, bigger spaces, bigger community. Um, something, something that, has felt true for me for a long time is that I am my gift is in one-on-one work. My gift is in private, intimate kind of work. Um, that is where, you know, I'm the, I'm the person that I I want to be at the party with, you know, 10, 15, 20 people, but I'm probably off to the side with one person at a time. That is where I thrive. Um, that's why my one-on-one is my bread and butter. My, my mastermind is intimate so that I can really, you know, have that individual approach, and I love that, and I don't want to move away from that. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily want to have programs with thousands and thousands of people in it at this point in time. Subject to change, obviously, um, but I do want to continue to to stretch myself and stretch. You know what I believe I can hold and and hold well and hold effectively this past week at the retreat, having, you know, I had a, Xanthi, my co-host was there. And so, you know, if we think about it, like actual, like (laughs) like numbers, you know, like we had both of our kind of capacities there. So this wasn't something that I was doing alone. I knew that I wasn't solely responsible for any, you know, one thing. um, And so that, you know, felt really good for me. Um, But there were, were six participants there and a week, you know, we're all sleeping in the same house. We're waking up, we're seeing each other first thing in the morning, last thing at night. That's a lot of space to hold. And that felt like such a healthy stretch for me to be able to like, okay, I did this and it didn't knock me out. (laughs) It didn't, it didn't, you know, blast my capacity out of whack. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not now needing, you know, weeks of recovery. Like, uh, and that's something I'm really proud of myself for. Because I think a lot of the work that I've been doing all year has been building to this moment, building to that, whether I realize it or not, right? Building to this moment, building to my ability to do that. And I've just shown myself, okay, we did this, like we did it. And I'm excited for what that means for what's next. What else can I hold? You know? So, okay. That was a lot. Yeah, we kept it around the 20 minute mark. Okay not too bad. (laughs) So I do want to know, like in listening to this, if anything's coming up for you, I would love to hear your, your trends or predictions or intentions, anything coming up for you as you start to look into the next year. I love thinking about this kind of stuff. And I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions too. And if you are, if you are looking for what's next for you and how you really step into, you know, some of those predictions, the thought leadership and the personal branding and all of that, in the new year, again, I'm just going to invite you to ha- start the conversation with me about the Ease Mastermind. Um, it's a really powerful space and we're just leaning even more into those concepts in the new year. And I would love to to invite you into it if it feels like a good and supportive fit. So send me that DM over on Instagram and we can chat more. What was your takeaway from this episode? What action are you going to take? come share it with me over on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. There you will also find any other important information from this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show and I would be so grateful for your support.